Can you hear me, Jerry? Yes. I can't hear you. That's not good. You're on mic one. Welcome to the Mad River Anthology. I'm Tim Ayers. Hmm. Wait a minute. Try it again. Say something. Okay. There you, right. there you go. There you go. I forgot I skipped one. Okay. How's that level? Is that, is that good? Yeah, let me put you to the right, him to the left side. Virus time. Tonight, outtakes from the past year. Um, things that we cut out. Things that you weren't meant to hear. So he's over here. Is up too loud? Sorry. It sounded like it was the bass was inside my head. I'm sorry. <laughs> Somebody you don't like bass? Okay. Okay. Oh, when he looks, when he was, yeah. I told him he had to remember. He's a pro. If he'll look at me, we're gonna do one just to, and then they're gonna come okay. in and listen. So, so what are you saying? Just, yeah, just, 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 just make something up. Let's just just make yeah, something just up make them, just like, talk just talk like you like know. just like just talk about poetry and yeah. making poetry and shaway will play music and we'll just make shit up as we go <laughs> it'll be fine <laughs> we'll we'll call it hey it's all poetry man you know, <laughs> you know like, yeah we could have like jack kerouac in the background <laughs> shouting, some, shouting something inaudible <laughs> okay all right mayday 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 okay mayday 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 it's all coming back to me <laughs> we have a situation <laughs> it's sort of um, a little bit of hot for red october there yeah <laughs> you know Celtic no, Soviet submarine captain right with the, with the Scottish Sh- accent I'll start to start to <laughs> slur my ashes yeah Tim you're a shite for sure eyes <laughs> uh. okay so that's the other one Sean Connery poetry review <laughs> how about that'd, that that'd be good that's a lot of shite <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think? I mean, you could get away with that, probably. I mean, you got an accent, right? Until until Sean's boys heard about oh, it. Oh, Sean's <clears throat> boys. They're they're all over the place. From County Humboldt. They yeah, you don't want to mess with Sean. Sean no. messes with no man. No. Uh, and it's yeah, it's still Scottish, but I, I don't know. We should think about that. <laughs> you know, it's the funnest one to kind of that Sean Connery would have trouble yeah. with. Yeah, two bloody roads in the wood. That's one road too many. I don't know where Shoshone disappeared to there, but you know, two roads diverging in a narrow wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stopping by woods. Uh, yeah. For a leak. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Well, it's got, think about it's got it. possibilities. Right. Yeah, it'll just be a short thing. It'll, it'll it'd be great just to have a, a weird mix of stuff for half an hour. People had no idea what was happening. <laughs> next, Brent would like know? that. Yeah. Gorilla poetry. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, uh, do you want to read something? I was thinking about reading as the first one. Okay. Uh, we often run in here. Um, I've been recording, yeah. This yeah, is all okay. going to be on the air. All right. <laughs> well, in that case, I'll ask you, what's the difference then between an Englishman and an onion, seeing as we're doing that? This is, this is my totally politically incorrect humor, but 
Appeal, okay. appeals to kids at the high school. Appeals to kids? Yeah. The onions? So okay. That's bad. Dif- difference between an Englishman and an onion. Okay. Okay. Cutting up an onion makes you cry. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Uh, well, yeah, why don't you... Uh, okay. And then I'll... um. Then we'll see how it you looks. Jump in. I'll just, I'll just, also, I'll be watching the levels and. <coughs> okay. Yeah. I was on a train coming out of Glasgow, out of Glasgow Central, and uh, the ticket conductor comes around. You know, he's checking people's tickets and he sells tickets to people who don't have a ticket and so on. And <coughs> he comes to, and there's this fellow sitting behind me on the train who makes a mistake of asking the conductor for directions to this, the burrow collection. It's this big tourist, uh, I don't want to say a tourist trap, but it's, it's a big uh, tourist destination outside of the city of Glasgow. It's all uh, this, this uh, very successful 19th century uh, merchant who amassed all these, um, this really eclectic set of furniture and collectibles and paintings and so forth. But when he died, his estate uh, went to the city, and so now you can go and see all these, and it's amazing. People come from far and wide. So this, this American tourist wanted directions. You know, he was on the right train, but he didn't know when exactly he got off, and so on. And so he inquired, and, and the conductor, the conductor a- answered him. I mean, actually gave him the information, but in completely, I could tell for this fellow, completely <laughs> unintelligible, Glaswegian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so, so I thought it went along with that, and you get off the right and say, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. So, 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 kind of s- guttural, guttural <laughs> snarling, you know. Any, yeah. any, uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. And the conductor went his way. He clearly had better things to do than continue to keep explaining the same thing over and over again to this idiot, this wretch, you know. So. So, being being bilingual, uh, you know, I, I turned to the guy and <laughs> said, you know, "Yeah, you're on the right train. It's a couple more stops. I think it's Pollockfields East. You know, you get off. The, the doors only open on the one side, so you get off oh. that side. You'll see the signs once you get on the platform. It's it's pretty well signposted. It's only, I oh, so great. And he goes, he says." You're, you're, you're the first person I've understood all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't sure whether to take it. I said, well, I was, you know, I was actually kind of insulted. Hey, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> me, understand me. <laughs> all right, sorry. Where were we? You were doing, you said this poem took you a long time to research and create, right? That's what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, in some cases, the uh, the research for a couple of the plant chapters took longer than I had budgeted for it. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> opium popping. Oh yeah, that took a little longer than I had planned. You wanted to make th- sure you were thorough. The coca plant mm-hmm. that ended up taking. Uh, Right. Uh, about an extra year. Really? Wow. You really got into that deeply and made sure you understood it? That's right, yeah. And uh, uh, Good for you. Uh, did manage to bring back a report <laughs> um, called The Stealing from Tomorrow. Huh. And I've been thinking about this, you know, stealing from tomorrow. Um 
another writer, David Lenson, who wrote about cocaine, said that uh, he thought the reason that we reacted against it so strongly is that it was kind of a, a perfect mirror of consumerist society. It's like it, uh, it's, it, all it does is make you want more and then it's gone. Hmm. And uh, stealing from tomorrow is, uh, is kind of what's been going on. Um, well, I guess we could look at the, uh, at the financial crisis that way. You know, the stealing from tomorrow is, hmm. is, has kind of been the, um, the modus operandi of American capitalism for mm -hmm. some years now. Kind of beginning with uh, Ronald Reagan, actually. Mm -hmm. Throw a party and charge it. Right. I have a plant poem yeah, on this subject called, uh, and this was, I don't know, this... I wrote this a couple of years ago, actually. It's called How the Market is Not Like a Tropical Forest, where layers of leaves, high canopy, mid-level broads and fans, short shrubs below, herbs beneath them and moss on the floor catch light. Fungi in the soil recycle it all back to the top. Every conceivable niche is filled or overfilled, divinely superfluous beauty. In the market, everyone targets the center. It levels to a three-body problem with strange attractors looping in useless eddies. Work is taxed, capital left free to accumulate and be skimmed off. More like an overgrazed pasture where each generation of forb is poorer than the last. It's an act of conjuring. The only real product is money, from money. The invisible hand is in your pocket. <laughs> Okay, so that's good. Now you're talking in my good ear. Yeah. <laughs> if I stop for water, you can edit the gurgling out. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. No gurgling. Right. Put, put it through a gurgle, a gurgle filter. Yeah, okay, good. Okay, farewell to Mother's Magnavox. Glowing picture of our days, blind eye turned upon our nights. Oh, the things we've watched. Us looking at you, you we always knew, looking back at us. Now Wayne at the appliance repair says you've lost your horizontal hold for good. Circuits failing, parts they don't even make anymore. Next stop, third world appliance graveyard. Oh, Magnavox, photonic voice, oracle of the age, you outlived her by almost three years. 
but she had long before seen through you, sitting up in bed looking all the way back to childhood, from Lucille to Lupe, then little Lupita watching faraway pictures of long-ago lives. Dementia, they said, of the Alzheimer's type, beyond the weather channel. At first you appeared as little six-inch cathode tubes in the late 1940s beer joints and bars of dust-begotten Southern California edge of desert towns. Big round magnifying lens in front of the screen where the red Lucky Logger neon used to shine. Then, amid the bubble lights of Christmas 1950, Lucille and her second husband, the Texas lineman, brought home to the already wholly acculturated kids a 12-inch mahogany table model Philco, and they all watched it together. Not like some families, waiting 20 years for color. They had the picture of the world in their living room. They had it on easy credit, and they had it now. From the mountains to the sea, a million flickering black and white images in a million picture windows and on every rooftop antennae pointed west toward Los Angeles. Out the other way, through the eastern windows in the early morning dark, a false sun rose from the Nevada desert, then just as suddenly it set. The bomb. New lights on new eyes, old faces turning away. Porfirio, Guadalupe, gone with their California while their children, their children's children, laughed in the dark at Milton Burl, Pinky Lee, Burns and Allen, fallout, smog, men slapping the fenders of used cars. They bought it all, the house, the car, the TV. They were in it and they were on it, like Ozzie and Harriet, a picture of a family in their living room. They crashed the car, lost the house, but the Philco was built to last. It watched the children while the grown-ups went back to the bars. Time for Beanie, The Adventures of Superman, Old Flash Gordon serials, Hopalong Cassidy. On my first girlfriend's couch, we pretended to be watching the Spade Cooley show when the parents went to bed. Then rock and roll happened, and a car, and life was on the radio and at the drive-in movies. Then it was just the Philco and Little Sister and Howdy Doody. After sex and rock and roll was the 60s, an entire generation fugitive from electrocultural brain lock. Everywhere we tried to escape, always in the background a TV show about a fugitive from alien dragnet TV. Every week he had to run again. Who rules the picture of the world rules the world. It followed us everywhere. A North Jersey shopping mall, 1963, on a hundred live TVs, a hundred dead presidents. A generation not watching but seeing it. Selma, Detroit, Chicago, Saigon. The parents still not seeing, still watching Ronald Reagan selling Boraxo on Death Valley days, and you couldn't tell them it was only a TV show, only soap. Through the 70s, Lucille and the linemen drank and fought 
took turns leaving each other, getting back together. The story of the West. They followed the jobs, followed the wires, from missile silos in the Dakotas to refineries in the bayous of East Texas to the end of the connection. Everywhere they went, the picture went too, and now it was in color. Summer 1974, we maxed the TWA getaway card, flew Delta to Houston, U-hauled her furniture, the double-wide refrigerator, monster Sylvania color console. Six months later, she moved it all back. Ten years later, Baytown trailer park again, record cold, ranchero broke down in the driveway. And now you, Magnavox, flickering in the winter light. Wheel of Fortune, Old Man in the Houston VA, Stroke on the ceiling TV with a sound off, Bonanza. Like her first husband, our father in Hollywood, blinded by movies, radiated by TV, never saw what hit him. Moved her back to California for the second time, and now you, 21-inch, 90-pound table model monster, Mom, Magnavox, you all, story of the West. Back at the beginning of the end of the 80s, Anaheim apartment, curtains drawn, Lucille watching whatever was on. Her son visiting, sleeping on the couch, in the gaze of your vacant eye, fearful for her vacant mind, his own. First thing in the morning, there you were, on again, a place for her to go. The magic kingdom of anywhere but here. When she came here to the edge of nowhere, we brought you along so she'd feel more at home. It seemed to help. When friends asked, where did you come from? California, she always said. Magnavox, Mom, sitting up in bed, clicking the remote. You took over the house and what remained of her mind, till three days a week I put her on the adult daycare bus. Escape, blessed respite, no mom, no Magnavox. For her it was gossip, singing, stories. She started reading books again, same page, same story, new every day. She came back to live with us for hours at a time, for days, for years. Sometimes on Saturday nights, I'd wheel your huge blank eye on its thin brass legs and little plastic TV cart wheels out to the living room. Her SSI paid for cable, 20 channels, TV dinners on TV trays, wood stove cranked up, split a bottle of beer, someone to watch with, almost like heaven. Almost like our first movie together, 1949, me, Mom, John Wayne, story of the West. Eventually, you found her again. Talk show, soap opera, idiocy of commerce. I bought her earphones. She confused them with her hearing aid, which she confused with her remote, which she often was not able to remember or find. At the end, it was just you and Lupita and the weatherman. No sound. Like she had total reception saw the big picture on her own satellite hookup. Then she began to gaze through us, too. Then she was gone. Oh, Magnavox, four-square hieroglyphic, 
vision of our undoing, you were the last appliance of her life to die. Half gone yourself, only good for videos, Star Trek on Saturday, October afternoons, the series with the radio on. Now a Panasonic has replaced you. Half the mass, all black, flat screen, designed for optimal viewer product life. Agent of digital cable empire, it transcends its plastic box. On the higher channels, we can sometimes get heaven. See angels like the ones that came for her, now coming down for you. At first, I set the new set's captions for Spanish. So with the sound off, I could watch reruns of your life. And on the great drive-in screen of the sunset, for a moment I saw your great photonic eye flickering in the west. All the happy dead of my mother's California, together in your radiance again. All right. I think that was really good. All right, thanks, Jerry. Okay. I'll be ready. Yeah, you can... Um, you might want to use the sex to the other one, the earlier one. Well, what do you think? You I don't know. Um, I haven't even listened to that CD yet, so. Yeah, see what it's like. The sound's going to be much better on this. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this one, this one's expanded a lot. It ended up being a lot more about my mom and not yeah. so much cool. focused just on the TV. But see what, what you like, what you're okay. for. Okay, great. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right, thanks a million. Okay, thank you. <laughs> All right. Test, 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 you don't have to look at each other too if you want, rather than just me. Or it's up to you, however you want to do it. Because I'll just talk to you if I want. Okay. And uh, so yeah, I'll go there and we'll. phone level headphones is it too loud to oh, you can bring it down a little bit okay. how's that yeah good. okay good good can you hear me oh yeah all right you don't have to have full isolation if you don't want to so you want to you want to do a sound check first or something or? yeah why don't you uh huh i would like to just yeah. see yeah yeah <laughs> okay. Dumpling and dumpling soup. <laughs> Steamed meat dumpling. Food porn. Four ninety-five. In soup. Five twenty-five. Pan-fried meat dumpling. Barbecue roast meat. Noodle on sizzling platters. Beef with tomato over noodle. Shrimp with lobster sauce. Tofu with meat sauce. Why would they have tofu with meat sauce? Okay, that's defeatist. Wonton with noodle and curry soup. Cantonese pan-fried noodles. Chicken or beef or shrimp. Sub-gum pan-fried noodle. 
tofu with mixed vegetables. Mapo tofu with ground meat. Chicken chow mein. Roast pork lo mein. Roast pork egg foo young. Sweet and sour chicken. Baby shrimp with black mushroom soup. Or the three deluxe soup. Shrimp, beef, chicken, stew, mushroom, spinach, thick egg drop. Home style cooking. Pork chop with onions and tomato sauce. Teriyaki chicken, teriyaki steak. Something I picked up in Brooklyn. You know, <laughs> this is their. This is a huge. Look, the huge menu. It's just massive. It's crazy. Oh, we haven't even gone to the lunch special. They only do to go. I don't think so. No, you could. Yeah, you could eat there. It's called the Chinese Musician Restaurant. It's where Chinese musicians eat. <laughs> Greenpoint <laughs> Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, or www.food1222.com. Yeah, it looked, it looked really good. You want to come in and listen? You want to come in and listen? I can go in there. Yeah. You've been listening to The Outtake Show here on Mad River Anthology. Starting with Jerry Martin, Xiao Wei Wu, doing a sound check. Ian McDonald, doing his Sean Connery poetry review. Dale Pendle on writing Under the Influence for his Pharmaco trilogy. Jerry Martin's Ode to His Mother's Magnavox. And finally, Mark Shikuma and Xiao Wei doing a sound check using a takeout menu from a Chinese restaurant in Brooklyn. And reminder that uh, Poets on the Plaza, the Plaza Grill in Arcata takes place second Mondays of the month sign ups at 7.30 with poetry at 8 and the accident poetics taking place Thursday February 12th Chicago slam poet Billy Tuggle music art and video and open mic sign ups the show starts at 6.45 at the accident gallery at 210 C Street in Eureka you can check out Billy Tuggle at www.billytuggle.net You've been listening to the Mad River Anthology. I'm Brent Jenkins. You've been listening to the Mad River Anthology. I'm Tim Ayers. If you have any questions or comments about this program, please call our listener comment line at 826-6089. Please don't call in about this one. On our blog, an online archive of past programs can be found at madriveranthology.wordpress.com. The show is also available in iTunes. The Mad River Anthology airs the second and fourth Sundays of the month at 10 p.m. and is produced for KHSU, located at Humboldt State University in Arcata, California. (laughs) 